are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns here. And if look, if Alexa's in your house, guys, this is the deal. Play podcast, Locked On Browns. She'll take care of you. Um, I'm still annoying my children with it. They don't appreciate it, but whatever. I'm dad. I pay for this stuff. I can bust the chops. That's the way it works, guys. Um, we are going to get into more things Senior Bowl as, you know, there was access today. And um, when they talked of Wednesday that there was an indoor facility at South Alabama, I didn't realize we were talking about a gazebo over a football field. So you can kind of understand how, how it didn't work out. All the footage that was available, you can kind of see it was just not going to be conducive to bring everybody in there. But luckily, you know, weather in the 50s today, sun shining. Pete Smith was able to get on out to both practices. Pete, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure you're, you know, nursing the Tums and getting yourself through this year with eating all the food that you are eating down there. But uh, how is everything going so far in Mobile here as you start to put a bow on this and everybody starts to jet out of here in the next hour or two or by the morning? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been fun. Uh, it's, it's always fun. And usually, you know, the part the parts that are fun is the hanging out with people you don't get to see very often or in, in some cases. Uh Running, putting faces and names and stuff, which is always good. Uh, food's always good, uh, you know. But it's one of those things where you know you, you, you put a lot into three days and, and you are ready to go home, uh, and that's that's generally where you are. But uh, not only did I see the practices yet, uh, for today, I also got to uh, the hotel this morning and I watched uh, the practices from yesterday. So uh, other than watching tape of these practices again, if I get to it. Uh, we, we are all cut up. Nice, nice, and nice. Put it, I, the other thing, I'll give a lot of credit. Uh, to they put a lot of effort into it. They did. Rod, Rod Lee, Lee Hockey, who's the hardest man working, hardest working man in Mobile this year, especially with everything he's had to deal with. They had really good footage uh, for this, uh, the tape they had of this. So I give them a lot of credit, especially uh, you know with all the stress involved. But uh, talk about under under promising, over delivering. By you know initially it was going to be. No tape, then it was uh, the recap only, and then, you know, B-roll tape, and B-roll tape turned out to be quite good. Yeah, and that was, I mean, obviously for them, making the best out of a bad situation, and it, they put a lot into it, and obviously, you know, you know, Jim Nagy did not want his first Senior Bowl experience to go down this way, so, and, you know, it was, I mean, and even what was just available for not being on hand, you know, was pretty impressive, you know, it was good that they were able to almost kind of, you know, I wouldn't say an all 22, but almost the eye in the sky type of look, which, you know, was, gave you some positive feedback on things that you were looking for, you know, in the limited amount that was shown, you know, to us outside of the Mobile area. Um, obviously today, North practice up first. I guess we'll hit that part of it, Pete. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you didn't hear a lot about day two and, and what you did hear, obviously, most of it came out this morning, but some guys found their way, you know, uh, whether it was a guy like Rocky Asin who had a tough first day, but, and this is kind of the thing though, some of these guys get down there and the first day doesn't go so well, and a lot of it is maybe it's the first time you're really doing it again live, and you're also doing it, you know, with basically as, as a job resume and a whole bunch of people looking on. Um, but give me some th- uh, thoughts here today from the North practice. Um, I, I I like what I've seen out of uh, Idoga, the the offensive tackle from USC. Uh, he's going to be shorter than people like for a tackle. Strong kid, good feet, uh, some clunkiness there that needs to be cleaned up. But overall, uh, I, I thought he was impressive uh, among the offensive linemen. Dalton Risner is a guy who's going to be very popular. I don't think he's a tackle. I think he's going to be a center. But 
he's very easy to identify. He he just loves the game. He's a guy who cheers everybody on. Uh, and got in a fight uh, with always the first like BC that. guy. Uh, all, always a Boston College guy involved. In, in this case, it was Zach Allen. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the defensive lineman, I thought Zach Allen, I think people are probably going to come up, come up with opinions that are all over the place on him. I thought he was fine. I think you can see what he can do. Personally, I, I, I still think he's, I, I, I'm more fond of him as a, a three technique than I am as a defensive end, but you know, that, that's going to be dependent on what team takes him. Uh, I, I want to learn more about John Kaminsky, the, the kid out of Charleston. He's a good looking, you know, 275 or whatever he actually weighed in at very tall. Uh, he's got some some tools to make him inter- handle himself pretty well, uh, you know, in in this format. But uh, today was probably Drew Locke. The quarterbacks have been pretty bad for the most part, but I thought he had in a day. day. Um, I, I still think the long DBs are going to be one of these things where it's you're going to have to go back to the tape and sort of figure things out with them. But you know, they, they just have so many of them uh, with the kid from Penn State and. Uh, and, and Chris Boyd and uh, Kamon Marshall that, that that have things to lo- uh, like and, and you mentioned Rocky Sin he's another guy in that in that camp that's like that. Um, Kari uh, the uh, Nasser Adderley is going to continue to be popular. I think he's he's helped himself in, in how he's played. Uh, another kid I want to learn more about is is Penny Hart, uh, the Georgia State receiver who's the only guy here shorter than Andy Isabella. Uh, I did check, and he did have a lead production at Georgia State, not this past year, but as a junior. Um, so, you know, and it's not like you have to get one of these guys, but if you are if, if you like these guys, you know, whether it's Marquise Brown or Andy Isabella, you know, Penny Hart can sort of be added to that mix if he, if he tests like uh, he could. Um, I want to learn more about Caleb McGarry, the Washington offensive tackle. He's a legit 6'7 and carries the weight really, really well. It looks good I, I think he's got some stuff to clean up as well uh max sharping he's gonna end up being a guard uh chris lindstrom you know he's he's every boston college stereotype you could possibly think of <laughs> uh one of the kids that i think who really helped helped himself this weekend looked pretty impressive i think anthony nelson to me was better uh than than uh the kid from texas and those guys are, are, are really similar in what they bring to the table uh, Menahu, uh, I think, I, I think I've seen more that makes me interested in a guy I think, like I Nelson. Think, I up. think Nelson brings more of a, and this may be the Iowa thing. He brings more of a nuts and bolts to his game that you, you're going to get the little things, whereas a Menahu might be more of the wow type of guy. Now the the, the difference is, is I think Omenahu is probably more naturally suited to play defensive tackle, where I think teams are probably going to uh, try to mess around with. Uh, Nelson as a as a, a a base end or a five tech or that type of thing, and I think he could do very well at it. But uh, Omena, who might be the easier projection to the next level, um, I don't. I mean, I think he, he can play edge. I just think he does things that make him a more effective defensive tackle. He's very explosive, but I don't think he bends terribly well. Um, so those guys have been interesting, and the guy who flashed quite a bit, and I think this is the story of his career. This Jalen Jelks from Oregon. There are times when he's, you know, he just looks unbelievable off the edge. He does it, looks great, gets right through, and 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 gets the sack or whatever. And then there are times where you see him and he's sort of 
disappears a little bit. But he's got that length teams love. He's been a productive edge rusher. I, I think he's a guy who's going to be uh, send people back and, and looking at the tape and that type of stuff. And, and uh, Keelan Doss from UC Davis continues to be at least interesting. Um, Isabella, has it gotten a little better? I know people were getting a little bit on him about the footwork, and you know, this is kind of something that happens. Uh, Braxton Miller comes to mind. Everybody kind of goes for like the highlight and the uh, you know the kill shot. Um, better as the week went on? Uh, they certainly let him do more, which I thought was nice. I mean, the, the first day of practice, it seemed like he ran 70 bench routes or whips. Like, he never went deeper than five yards. Um, day two, they let him go down the field a little bit and do those type of things, and, and he won. Uh, in that regard, uh, you know, people are going to knock him for the hands. There have been enough drops where people are going to legitimately question that, and then they're going to go and go, well, he's got small hands. In terms of his ability to separate and get open and be in a position to make plays and his speed on doubt. There's no question he can do that. Um, you know, he's got the drops and he can be consistent. And then he, he, you know, if you want to say the footwork needs to be cleaned up, that's fine. I think he needs to get in and out of his breaks a little quicker. I think that's why some people are very excited about Penny Hart is because he's, he's much quicker. Like he's way more decisive. Whereas, Isabella is a guy who's going to really try to, you know, sell and beat a guy. And I don't know how much of that is. As opposed to, you know, a real game situation where, you know, you need to get there quicker. But, you know, that's going to be a discussion that people are going to continue to have, um, which is fine. Uh, you know, if, if, pe- if people want to let him slip, uh, that's, fine with me i i think the kid um you know what you don't accidentally get that type of production and you know you can't uh ignore the fact that he was that prolific and he is the fastest player here there's no question about it but he does have he's not a perfect prospect which is okay and now pete um just you know how nice is it to have baker as opposed to the quarterback play you've seen this week it's it's just it's just been awful. I mean, it's it. Everybody has a moment, but if you're looking for a one guy to put, a, you know, a day together or a week together, it hasn't happened. It's just, you know, and it, and if you go through Twitter, and I haven't even had a chance to look at it, I imagine you've got tweets saying that one of every single quarterback here has been the best quarterback here at some point. I, I think it's a very muddled field. Um, and, and and it's just you know this is what I you know you you and I have both thought for a while is this quarterback quarterback class is not very good and people are going to find ways to love these guys uh, and take them way too early or it's going to be a situation where it's like that Geno Smith class where people wait till round two other than probably Haskins and and we'll see about some of these others but I I think you're you're not getting a finished product here you're getting a guy with tools and if you like tools lock is probably the guy you like the best will greer like i understand why people like him but he's just was wildly inconsistent at least this week a lot of throws that were high um you know i i I just no nobody is was going you know weren't going looking at a rep and going oh this guy's up but i need to see this it was it was a lot of 
seeing what happened on the route and then asking yourself who threw that. That's you know that's been kind of the sweet. And um, Pete, you probably missed this tweet today. Jacksonville Jaguars. Make sure you're watching the Senior Bowl practices. Greatest group of quarterbacks ever in Senior Bowl history. So, Jacksonville fans, I'm sorry. Just trade anybody who's good. Just trade them now. Just get rid of them. It's over, guys. The Locked On Patriots, the Locked On Rams podcast, guys. Um, you know, I know Mark Schofield is doing double duty down in Mobile and also trying to cover the Patriots. Um, you know, uh, as you know, as far as the Locked On Rams and these guys are getting yourselves ready for, uh, I guess, which is now what nine days away here from Super Bowl Fifty Three. But uh, anything you want ahead of Super Bowl Fifty Three, Locked On uh, Locked On Rams podcast, Locked On uh, Patriots podcast. Both these guys working their tails off right now, putting out great content, leading you up to, you know, obviously the game on the third. Pete will shift it up here, and we will kick it on over now to the South Side and. Um, I guess we'll start here because it just seems that every rep, I mean, it, it maybe the anticipation grew with each one, but uh, Debo Samuel out of South Carolina, um, whether he would be a Browns target or not, I'm not sure. We kind of, we, we mentioned this, we kind of have that guy in Antonio Callaway, but Debo Samuel seems to kind of be like the headliner for that team this week so far. Yeah, I, I, I do think the Browns, I think if you watch what he does, he's basically the clean version of Antonio Callaway with some maybe minor medical questions. Um, now, you know, again, could the Browns want two of those? Absolutely they could. I mean, if you like Callaway in the fit, he's Well, but with. the other thing, though, is even if he doesn't get a lot of reps in 19, there's going to be a lot of reps available in 20. Right. So, you know, look, the idea that the Browns could load up on basically tailback-type guys who can get open with strength and make plays after the catch... You know, that's not a bad situation for a guy like Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm sure if the Browns drafted him, there would be immediately a bunch of guys throwing a fit because he's not, you know, six foot three and, you know, we whatever. We need the but... prototypical number one. But over the last seven weeks of the regular season, the number one wide receiving group in the NFL based by pro football focus is the Cleveland Browns. But go ahead, Pete. Yeah, well, I would argue it's Baker Mayfield, but that's... Well, but that's what happens. That's what happens. You know, I mean, look, if we all stand around a hot chick, we all of a sudden look a lot better ourselves. Well, in any case... Yeah, maybe uh, Yeah, I think think Debo's had a a very, very good week for him. I think in in, in what is another very muddled receiver class, maybe he, he helped himself sort of... Uh, make sure make sure pe- he has people's attention. But you know that that's the the trick here is that you know these receivers are going to you know there's so many somebody has to fall, and maybe Debo's helped himself prevent that. Um, but it's one of those things where like I've seen uh, somebody try to compare him to DJ Moore, and I kind of understand what they're saying. He's not you know he's not that but i understand the vein they're trying to go down but that's why i think he's a, a clean antonio callaway which is a very you know nice player uh if you can get him so yeah i think the browns have a lot of that but i you know they may want more and i'm not not opposed to it well i mean in the yak and the stuff like that and you know and, and, and even like the routes look they were crisp they were filthy the footwork seemed really solid on him so good on him but you know take us through here the rest of the south practice um, you know, it continues to be a show for the guys on the lines. Um, Montez Sweat, he's really, really good. Today's the first day I think I've seen him blocked on pass pro. And of all people, it was uh, Ole Udo from Elon. And the more I watch of this kid, the more interested I become. I think he's got a lot of base fundamentals that 
are interesting. He's got a really powerful uh, body build, and he, he knows how to move guys off the ball. Um, the other thing I would point out with Montez Sweat is, um, as, as good as he is as a passer, he's a really good run defender. Like He's stoning guys uh, in the run. Uh, Andre Dillard, uh, you know, he was tabbed as sort of Mr. Pass Pro, and I don't think that was terribly fair, and I understand where it came from. I don't think he had a very good first two days in pass protection. I thought today he rallied. What I would say, though, is he's been an outstanding run blocker this week. Uh, he is strong, gets explosion off the ball. and Greg Robinson-ish. Yeah, and, and, and he, he looks good. Um, I, I think, again, I think he rallied today in pass protection. But, A, he was blocking some really good players, but, B, that's the job. Like, Jalen Ferguson, you know, got him for the most part this week. Now, again, today I think, uh, you know, he did his best in terms of adjusting and Dillard was able to stop him. But, you know, this was a big week for Jalen Ferguson. I think he did everything you'd want to do in terms of pass rush. So you've got those two guys as your frontline guys, and then you've got – uh, O'Shane Zimenez from uh, from uh, Old, Old Dominion. Dominion, and you've got who's the other one? There's one other defensive end that's been really good. This oh, Carl Granderson. Carl Granderson's been very good. So hey, looking, score one for me. And if you're just looking at at the teams, this is why I think the North the uh, the uh, the uh, South team has a really good chance to win this game is just because they've got. Goes that that much of an advantage? I don't know. The the North team has the guys to block it. Uh, <laughs> there's no situation where they're not going to have guys who can who can cause a problem in the backfield. Uh, but yeah, and Carl Granderson, I think I think has shown well for himself for a guy who could be I think fairly tabbed as largely a a physical guy. I think he did some things to help in terms of working with his hands and doing some other stuff. He obviously needs to get thicker, as he said himself. But I thought I thought he, he had a nice week uh, for the most part, helped himself. Um, let's see, who else we got? Uh, do, do, do. Juan Thornhill is as advertised. The tight ends continue to be impressive. I really like Dax Raymond from uh, Utah State. I don't know if he blocked anybody this week, but he's really good at getting open and catching the ball. We've, so got, a, he, we've got a guy for that, so we're good. Yeah, that's the problem is that he may be redundant uh, in terms of Makes sense. You know, with, with a guy like Duvall. Uh, Titus Howard, the other offensive tackle, I, I continue to like him. He's not polished, but he is powerful. Uh, and when he gets his hands on a guy, he, he takes him out. Uh, he escorts him out the club, so to speak. Um, you know, this is not a great year for running backs. I think the best one here is is the kid from, from, uh, from uh, what is it? Slippery Rock, baby. Slippery Rock University, yeah. And, and as you told me, the kid is uh, is is older, but he's he would been be twenty four by the time he hit the camp. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, th- thankfully the Browns don't really need a running back, but this is certainly not the the, the class to get it, or the group to get it from. I uh, I still don't know. I, I've never heard known the, heard the answer to you know why uh, Alameda Zacchaeus didn't go to an all-star game if he turned them down or whatever, but I think this would have been a format where he would have absolutely crushed people. Um, not a time. I mean, those are, I think I got most of the guys that are of 
particular interest to me. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else you specifically thought of that maybe I missed. I, I, I still think Gardner Minshew is, you know, if you're wanting a late-round type guy to get to the practice squad, I think a there's Baker reasons Light. to like him. Yeah, in a lot of ways. He just doesn't have the arm. Uh, I, I, I like what I've seen from Travis Fulgham from Old Dominion as a receiver. Uh, he just does things correctly. He's got a nice build, gets open, catches the ball. Uh, I, I you know, I, I don't think he's particularly sexy, but he just does his job. And if you're looking for receivers, uh, they could potentially be there on late, you know, day three or late day three. He's a guy, if he tests well, that uh, that could be a really nice player in that, that standpoint. Um, but, you know, for what the Browns need, I mean, it's all about linemen. It's all about uh, pass rushers, and it's all about these corners. And, and this group, this game um, has, has plenty of of, of all of them, uh, it'll be a question of, you know, it's possible that the Browns' 17th pick will come out of this game, uh, but you know, it may be more likely a, a day three or a day two, one of those third round picks, or, or maybe day three where they get somebody out of this game. Uh, okay, we're going to get to a couple more questions here, guys. But the Locked On NFL Network, if it's anything you need, uh, if you're not following on Instagram or Twitter, the Locked On NFL Net, uh, net account. Every football show, you know, all the information is run through both of those accounts. So if you're not following on Instagram or on Twitter, locked on NFL Net guys, go ahead, throw a fa- uh, go ahead and throw a follow to them, and uh, you know, get anything you need here. Obviously, whether it's draft shows, whether it's fantasy shows, whether it's team specific shows, Instagram, Twitter, locked on NFL Net. Go ahead and follow. Now, Pete, I'm going to give you just a couple of questions here as we start to put a close to this. Um, last year we had some of this where it started a leak Friday. Um, any talk about anybody maybe deciding they've done what they're going to do this week and they ain't playing Saturday? Um, if they have, it hasn't. It it's hasn't still quiet. Okay. It's not like it was last year where you had, you know, the Mayfield situation with, you know, his his, his mother's illness and all that stuff. Um, you know, the only one I could conceivably see doing that would be the defensive tackle who 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 uh, who's fiance gave birth while he was here uh, from western but illinois in, yep but but all indications are that this kid you know is here to do everything uh, he's, he's there to make sure his kid's got a life i mean i can understand it i mean you know some people are going to view it as weird but uh you know a guy from western illinois at best is going to be a day three pick if he put together and he bumped himself up around to a week and provides a better life for his fiance and his son i mean if, if his fiance and his child that's all you can ask for. I mean, you know, it, it was a tough spot for him, but you know, I mean, you come at the end of the day, you're a dad, and you got to do what's best for your family. Right. And if you're looking for, because I'm sure somebody's going to ask, uh, Ohio State, uh, Terry McLaurin. Yes. McLaurin, if if you like, here's here his value right now is as a special teams guy. Could he also, you know, eventually become a receiver that can contribute? Yeah, he's probably going to test really well. His production is not very good, but he, he, he kills it as a gunner. He was outstanding in that capacity. So, um, you know, whether they draft it or they want to wait and see if that becomes an undrafted free agent, they bring him in, hard to know. But that his value right now is special teams, big time. And, look, I mean, and all the rumors are and everything I've we kind of read has come out this week, he's going to test off the charts. And, obviously, certainly did not hurt himself. They showed well in the receiver capacity. And, you know, this is things you're going to need. And look, you know, Tavier Thomas is uh, an elite special teams player. You got somebody else that can help cover kicks. 
can find a way to catch itself. 25 to 30 balls. You know, he's definitely an interesting guy. Obviously, another guy you can meet with. That's not going to cost you, any, you know, an official visit because of a local kid. Um, Pete, two names we gave you before you went on down. Amon Marshall, Byron Cowart. Let's go what he got on him. Uh, Uh-oh. Byron Cowart. Byron Cowart, here's what I can tell you. He looked like a guy who knew he needed this week to be good. I don't think it happened, but I can see where, you know, the raw effort intensity was there. And he, he made a couple splashes, uh, but I think, you know, it's hard to erase four years of crap. I mean, he had zero sacks in three years at Auburn. He finally got three sacks at Maryland. Um I don't know if he, you know, maybe maybe there's teams that like what he what he showed this week. I, I, he wasn't bad by any stretch. I don't, th- I just don't see anything where you're going, wow, this kid's, you know, we got to have him type stuff. Um, Amon Marshall, I continue. I, I, I'm I'm interested. I like how he plays physically. I think he's a, a decent cover guy. I, I don't think he was special this week. I and, and I don't know if. I, any corner was really. I think this was really difficult. It's, it, it, it's, it is. It is because so much of it is the one-on-ones. And look, I mean, if you're a receiver and you can't get open with all that grass in front of you, then the receiver's bad. It's not that the, the defensive back is good. Well, the the other problem, unfortunately, is there was a lot of you know less than ideal throws this week um, that 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 either made it way too easy for the defender to win or or didn't make it much of a contest anyway, but Amon Marshall is physical, he's big, um, he's, he's not bad, so I mean, he's worth keeping eye on. I think he's done enough to sort of get people to think about him again, which is, I think, really all he needed. Okay, um, Pete, I'll give you one more name. Uh, Arizona State defensive tackle, Ronell Wren. Um, I think he did okay this week. I think he was active. Uh, you know, he, he did okay in drills and stuff and, you know, occasionally found himself by the quarterback or causing a problem. Uh, I, I think, you know, I, I expect you're going to, if you aren't already, I expect you're going to see a lot of tweets talking about just how active he was, if nothing else, and that they thought he had a good week as a result. Quick first step um, seemed to be the majority of it. You know, really good get off, but, you know, sometimes, you know, engaged, you know, was, you know, had problems, you know, disengaging. Yeah, uh, that seems about right. The the other thing is, you know, I don't think this was a good week for interior guys. I think other than the empty state guy, um, most of this this group struggled quite a bit. So, you know, it's one of those where even if even if a guy did pretty well, you're sort of grading it under curve. But no, I I think he did okay. He's not a guy I'm particularly interested in, but I know. Uh, I, 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 the thought ran through my head on multiple occasions watching the defensive line that people are going to be talking about this guy because of what he was able to do. This week, which, again, if if nothing else, that's you know that's a solid solid week. Exactly, you want to get your name on out there. Now, Pratt, North Carolina State. Um, I believe he had the fastest time of his practice today. Um, we've talked about this and the athleticism at the linebacker position. It seems Pratt showed that. Yeah, um, I, in general, I would say the the linebacker group as a whole was relatively underwhelming. Uh, there were a lot, especially when it came to nine on seven. There were a lot of touchdowns um, running the ball. Um, I, I think some guys showed they can they can turn it up and, and go uh, in in coverage and stuff like that. 
and and certainly Pratt is is a nice athlete. Um, uh, the the thing is, <laughs> I was I was uh, I, I'm I'm assuming when this particular play happened, I was watching watching the lineman. So I'm sure I'll catch it at some point. But uh, he's a name I've heard quite a bit. Well, I think uh, he was chasing week. somebody sixty yards down the field. Is what it was. Right. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like I said, he's a name I've heard people talk about. He's a guy I know has come up quite a bit. So you know, in a, in a linebacker class that I don't think, or at least here, um, other than the the kid who came late, Shion Taki Taki, who was pretty good on tape yesterday. Um, now he can't cover you, but he uh, hey he 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 can bring it going forward. I, I, he's uh, he's physical. Uh, he was doing stuff. He was really good on pass rush drills and stuff like that. Um, he, uh, looked like he should have been here before, but in coverage, uh, I, I just don't know if anyone in this group was, was overly impressive. I think the guys that were any good at all were largely safety. Yeah. And the other thing though, is with linebackers, you know, drills and, you know, simulated stuff, it's so tough to read. You need to watch games. Uh, the linebackers may look better on Saturday. It's, you know, anything in this it's really tough to gauge linebackers in this type of capacity. It's really something where you actually need to see, you know, 11 on 11, legit 11 on 11, though, not, you know, all-star game, you don't want anybody to get hurt type of thing. And last question, Pete, before we put a bow on this, what's the best meal you had this week? Oh, it's not even close. It was the uh, all-I-could-eat all buffet with uh, Dorsey and, and Freddie. I mean, uh, I had, let's say, beef ribs, Beef ribs with sauce, some sort of kielbasa or whatever type sausage with sauce. Um, the mac and cheese is everything you'd expect it to be from the South. And I have no doubt it was partially responsible for putting me in a coma this, yesterday afternoon. Some really super breaded and delicious chicken uh, tender type things with, with uh, good barbecue sauce. And then uh, cleaned up with an obscene amount of uh, banana pudding. So, guys, yeah, any questions? Um, yeah, Pete's diet the next week is going to be salad and fruit. But, Pete, I appreciate you. Um, you know, enjoy the last night there. Uh, get home safely. We've got more stuff to get here, too, obviously, you know, as the draft season grows on. But, Pete, you are appreciated, guys. NFL Spin Zone. Read all Pete's, read Pete's work over there. Obviously, you're going to get a ton of stuff coming here, obviously, from his days here, you know, covering the Senior Bowl this week here down in Mobile, Alabama. The Locked On Browns podcast, guys. Always a follow-back account. That's uh, anything you need. We're closing in on 4,000 followers. Keep them coming in that nature. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, iTunes rating reviews. We love them. We need them. Keep them coming. Um, and as we put a bow on Pete's run here in Mobile, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.